Hi, I'm Claire Hooper, and I've just yelled at my five and seven-year-old to please be quiet while I record this message. This episode of Good Sheilas is brought to you by my new children's book, Princess Benjamina Has a Very Cheeky Bum, perfect for children the ages that I just yelled at to please be quiet. Actually, coincidentally, the book's a lot about that. When you're yelling antisocial things, maybe you just need to catch up with a friend. That's the core message. Really, it's just an excuse to make lots of bum jokes. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Fun fact about Claire. When she re-entered the dating scene, she found herself on Tinder of all places and she had many matches. Many men wanted to match with Claire and women, it seemed. Claire was giddy with all the attention and chatted to one young man for quite some time and they both shared similar interests and really seemed to like each other. After a few weeks of just chit-chatting, he asked her, is there anything she did in her spare time? She said, why, yes, I do a podcast. He said, please <laughs> share this podcast with me. She said, sure, it's good, Sheila's. And after texting each other all day, every day, he listened to the podcast and then completely ghosted her. He ghosted <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's so, I mean, look, good, good vetting process. But also, I just had this moment after where I was like, oh, oh no, I don't (laughs) present well at all. (laughs) That's true. You're an absolute idiot. (laughs) It's so funny. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're long-time friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilas. Good day, mate. Hello, mate. How are you going? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm very um we've we've been joking about who is more tired and it's definitely me because I've got a tiny baby. Yes. <laughs> She's yes, nearly yes. three. No, you've got a horrible job that makes you start work at three in the morning. Oh, horrible. It's just very intense and I can't you know, I, I won't talk about it because it's very important that I keep my professional and my professional life separate. Yes, but you are a professional. I just woman. got that really cute kind of like the mild, adorable hysteria. Um so if I'm a bit if mm. I start like weeping or singing Good. or rapping or dancing <laughs> it's because I've got a tiny newborn how are you mate I'm good a similar if I start scatting sometimes I do that accidentally it's just like I'm trying to get words out it's like just say it Bron stop scatting I can't I'm too tired so we're so together this is yeah. also a self-help podcast like if you're mm. feeling like you're really unstable in your life or like you just need some really consistent role models it's you you you're barking up the wrong dog (laughs) (laughs) it is not us (laughs) we are celebrating the fact that claire's finally got a a microphone that works yes look it's only taken us a year yeah 
For those who have stuck, uh, this is why one of the reasons I'm amazed people listen. Not only is the content absolute banana, uh, trash, just bananas, trash, garbage, useless, terrible company. I, yeah, I know. I don't. I'm not listening. I can't you're hear you. I'm just jail. guessing what you're saying. <laughs> exactly. I um I I think I'm amazed that people listen because your like that your sound is usually just such such shit and it's um, one of the, those things where we've tried and tried and tried i'm like yeah let's do it like this let's do it like this la 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 and then it never ever ever works yeah, and then it does no but today is a christmas miracle because today mm. you can hear me in all my glory yeah, every exactly. last inch of it <laughs> good and maybe this is the reason why we lose people people be like oh we can hear her no thanks just like the guy just like your tinder guy Oh, oh God, God, what's she talking about? What the <laughs> hell? She's like, he's like, there's no woman here. There is no woman. This is House of Lies. <laughs> oh, golly. All right. So, but we what are has, in excellent moods, though. We are in, Look at us both. So joyful and glorious. I've had four mm. coffees. What are we oh, talking yeah. about this week, babe? What are we, the first thing, we're just going to have a little chat at the beginning, but I wanted to talk to you about languishing. Oh like yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and you said Mm. And then we're, what and are we talking it. about? We're talking about... Um, then we're talking middle- about a lady, yeah. So a lady who uh, asked, taught her daughter consent in the way, like a three-year-old daughter told her, you are allowed to say no when someone wants to hug you and how that, that almost broke the internet. Yeah, people got really, really upset about it, didn't they, man? It was it's a it's a great it's a great chat because it really shows the changes that we've made in kind of how we look at our bodies and our children's bodies. Mm. And and then after that we're gonna talk a little bit about our greatest mistakes. <laughs> yeah, maybe not our greatest, but the ones we're willing to share in a lighthearted manner. I've in got many legend. regrets. That's many and I, I was imagine. trying to unpack them for this episode and I was like, oh no. It's my whole life. <laughs> it's everything. <laughs> I regret being born. <laughs> so angsty. I love it. Oh, cool. So, so tell, talk to me about languishing because you sent me this last night and it had um, and I got stuck on the word languishing because I was like, what a satisfying It is a word. beautiful, beautiful word. I recently mm. read a book about like the origin of, of, um, of the Oxford Dictionary, which you would have loved, Bron. Oh, my God. It would have been right what? up your alley. <laughs> you have too much time. I've always said it. <laughs> always. Clearly. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a beautiful word and we will look up its etymology and come back to you because clearly this is a podcast about that. But um, this dude, Adam Grant, wrote a beautiful piece in the New York Times and he was talking about what everyone was feeling like so that lots of people, particularly in our generation, were just like, I can't concentrate and I'm not excited and I keep doing repetitive things and I feel Mm. this like ennui and aimlessness and joylessness. And he's like, you know what, mates, this is something called languishing so languishing is an actual thing so adam describes it as a sense of stagnation and emptiness he says it feels as if you're muddling through your days looking at your life through a foggy windshield and it might be the dominant emotion of 2021 and there's a really fascinating neurological cause of it so basically there's a part of our brain that detects threats right the part of our brain that that you know most most animals has 
I'm going to say this wrong. It's called the amygdala. Excellent. I feel like you said it exactly right. I said Continue. it exactly right. So if you're a doctor, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> You've got it wrong. Claire's got it right. So, um, that's the part of our brain which is like, oh, no. And that part of our brain was on fire at the beginning of last year, right? Mm. Threat detection central 100. And so we... We built all these mechanisms, right? Most of them steeped in routines at home to ease our sense of dread. But the issue has kept going, right? We're still in a weird world where we can't travel and we can't do most things. And that state of anguish and arousal and being hypersensitive has turned into a chronic condition called languish because we have an absence of well-being. So you're not fully like depressed or anxious. You're just kind of unmotivated and you're not really focusing and you're just kind of drifting through the world, not feeling much at all. And how it's so nice to actually have a word for it Look, because, yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously a word for like, um, you know, con- being content or being depressed. And so this kind of like this middle area where it's like, I feel like I'm neither of those things. So where am I? what am I? And, you know, it's this kind of bougie 21st century thing that we've got where we're like, we need a label for everything. But sometimes it's just nice to have a label and if you're like annoyed that there's a label for this, shut the fuck up. And shut just the fuck get up and look involved. at your amygdala. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Acknowledge your amygdala. Ron scouting again. So well rested. But it's it's really you know we I've talked to a lot of people in my life about their kind of how they're feeling this year and you know in Australia we've been so lucky and things are relatively bad to normally have little outbreaks and then everything's fine and it's fixed and we're fine. Um, but they're like they're not they're finding that they can't find that momentum and joy for life again and like not really meeting the threshold for you know getting any like professional help it's just like huh I'm just drifting so it's a thing guys and it's because of our stupid lizard brains and that's why and that's why we should all either get happy or get depressed you choose you choose (laughs) all right and this is why people tune in. And this is why people tune in. That was good. We're both doctors. Just make a decision, make a pathway, get in your amatikalala. And get become your... a lizard. <laughs> get lizard in your up. Vanessa Amorossi. <laughs> Insane. Did she sing again? Absolutely, everybody's amatikalala. Yeah, she did. <laughs> Absolutely, Gambalanda. Oh, yeah, shit. good on her. Thanks, good Vanessa. Bless you, Vanessa, and bless you, Will. But seriously, if you're feeling a bit blah, it's a you know, people still are. Reach out, talk to someone, go to your doctor. It's real. Don't listen or just, to Bron. She's not or just keep saying the word languish. You will or, inevitably feel better. Yes. There are many words we've given you today, many tools to get through this time. Many, many, and most of them from us. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of tools, the world is full of them, and some of them have reacted very badly to a mother's uh, parenting choice, which was to... That was a beautiful segue. Yeah, look, we are usually very bad at them, and I don't know if that was a great one, but it was definitely better than the bullshit we dish out. So good for us. Really? I'm I'm just really... You're ruining it, Claire. (laughs) It's supposed to be seamless. It's supposed to be like, yes, that's normal. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So there's this mother who just decided she would teach her daughter from a very early age what consent is, and what she Mm. did is she said, "You are allowed to choose if someone, whether someone gives you a hug or not." So she has asked all the grown-ups in this little girl's life 
to please ask consent. Like, please ask her. If you want to give her a hug, or if you want to give her a kiss, say, can I give you a hug or can I give you a kiss? And the parent, the grandparents apparently were very upset about this, which doesn't surprise me. And it made the news because she decided to go on the social media and explain why she's doing it. And instead of people understanding why she's... A lot of people understanding why she's doing it... Um, the news picked it up as this extremist behaviour. Mm. And news.com.au, the title of it, oh, God, is Aussie mum refuses to let family touch baby daughter unless she gives consent. I have so many issues with that because like, I would never call a three-year-old a baby, for starters, um, because it is um, – oh, it is um, – like that is a three-year-old who has words and is able to say yes and no. So if it was like, you know, Ari and someone wanted to give him a cuddle. You're like, he I... only speaks German. <laughs> <laughs> ask him. Ask him. Ask him. So it is, it is, but like it's, I the way that they've kind of angled it is that this was a insane mother who is like depriving her, um, her own parents or her partner's parents of any affection from this tiny tiny infant baby which is just not the way not the not the reality of it it is a grown woman who's saying to her daughter you can say yes or no to someone touching you and why would that not apply to family yeah i i i feel like it's it's one of those intergenerational gaps right where the idea that a child would have any kind of autonomy over their own body or what they do or be able to make choices is really foreign because it's not how they parented and it's not how they grew up either and Mm. so you know like when we were children you were told what to do and there was no there was no idea that you would do anything different right especially with your body like you give your weird uncle a hug you give you know like you do can you remember that I remember, I remember I touching people it. in circumstances where I really, really didn't want to. And I was thinking about this article recently, and this is quite a, this is quite a, like a, a, a you know, it might maybe a mildly triggering story, but I remember going to a friend's house when I was like little, like a, like 10 or 11, and he asked me to sit on his lap, um, not the friend, <laughs> that would have been chill, it was a girl, he, her, her dad. And I sat on his lap for like 20 minutes and I, he Ew. was smoking cigarettes at the time, which is really gross. I remember being so uncomfortable and feeling like it was so, so weird, but never in my mind was there an idea or a suggestion that I could say no. Yeah. Like that just wasn't in my language. And the idea that you could is, is something we need to teach our kids because they do need to know that they can control their own bodies and make their own decisions. And sometimes it can extend to, you know, family. Yep. It's okay if you're like, hey, right now I need space. Right now I don't want to be touched. Mm. Everyone has those moments. Yeah, and like so when do we, like when like where is the cutoff? Like when, do we, uh, when are we allowed to then say, when are we suggesting that kids are allowed to say, oh, please don't, can I please just have my own space? Oh, that's. I think you know. I think as long as like early as they can communicate, and I mean communication, not just like I don't. I need you not to touch me. Like if a, if a baby pushes somebody away or reaches back to their mum, that's okay too. Mm. And you know how sometimes like you hand your baby over to people, and the baby will reach back to you. Or clearly, when it's mum, you end up apologising for it. Yeah, and it's like sorry, it doesn't want to cuddle, or sorry, sorry it hates it's, you. It's tired, or yeah. yes, sorry. You're not speaking enough German. Exactly. Sorry, your segues suck. Yeah, exactly. Anything. <laughs> it's his amadigli la la. It's not working. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, like we embedded even then, right? This idea that somebody else's want for your body is more important than 
your own yeah. want for your body. I yeah, I remember as a kid hating, hating, hating all only men. I don't know why. I, I uh, hated um, having to hug uncles, some more so than others, um, and I hated my friends' dads' uh, attention mm. at all. Like because I remember, I think we did a fun fact once where when I was little, I was terrified that my friends all of my friends dads wanted to marry me <laughs> which was I remember you talking yeah about which is weird it's, it's such an intense nightmare babe. yeah I've spoken to a therapist about it she's like that's fucked up you're um <laughs> you're a lizard and I was like yeah thank you um but it, it, it like it is a really it is a like a real feeling that we as little kids would feel and some kids really love affection like your daughter Stevie Ab, like would hug anyone like she has hugged yeah. some of my weird uncles where i would never she, hug them yeah, oh God, i know she has, she has. and like the, the, and i um oh, my no. like, you don't have to do that she'll like climb up onto anyone's lap and it's fine and that's just who she is she's just an affectionate kid whereas olive is absolutely not she will not hug no. anyone like she even stri- like she she's always been like that and even like now like hugs at the you know school gate it's they're very very rare um for, for them to happen and I, and Is it i because you're really embarrassed yeah because i'm wearing no clothes why <laughs> hug me Mother, why are you in the nude <laughs> with our tiny german son <laughs> yeah i like i but i that's just I, you can't force if you make it if you if i tried to force her to cuddle me it would be the yeah. worst time for her and it would be such a sheer cuddle that it's just not worth it so and also I am also interested in the fact that this little baby is a girl so yeah if um so one of my good friends she has a little boy and she was teaching him from a really early age about consent because he was quite he's quite a he's always been a bit bigger than his age and so when he was two he looked 25 and we were so and he's a really affectionate kid as well just like Stevie but he was really strong and so when he saw a kid that he wanted to cuddle he would like almost swallow them whole with uh, with yeah. like love that he had which yeah. also was really stressful for other kids because they were scared of him because uh, he was huge and also he was quite strong and he didn't understand that he was hurting them and all of these things so he so this little boy's mum she decided to teach him consent from when he was mm. like two and a half mm. so in order for him to understand consent like the, the fact that he had to ask kids, can I cuddle you or can I can I kiss you or um, can, you know, to adults, can I sit on your lap or all of these, in order for her to teach him this, she had to understand, had to teach him that he actually had that power as well. So we couldn't just run over to him and give him a cuddle or we couldn't, uh, and because and otherwise it would make no sense. Like why does he have to ask consent and no one else has to ask him consent? Yeah. And yeah, so, it has to go both yeah, ways. and it made it like was such a big moment for me to understand this because I was like, oh wow, she's teaching him that he has to ask this little kid's uh, permission to give them cuddle. I was like, oh no, no, he can just he can just give Oliver cuddle. It's fine. She was like, no, because he's only going to get bigger, and it's just as it's easy for me to teach him now while he's so little rather than mm. when he's a certain age like oh he's five now now I tell him that the past five years are a complete lie and he's not actually allowed to cuddle anyone 
And it's a real, yeah. do you know, like it's, it's, oh. it's so important. You just identify something really, really important. It's not just about allowing children to say no. It's about setting a standard mm. that, um, that, that, you know, that everybody has to check in with each other's bodies and we don't have any entitlement to each other's bodies. And if you ingrain these ideas when kids are really, really little, particularly, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, you know, gendered behavior, particularly in little boys, when we know that there's a, you know issue when they grow up that they often are ending up not respecting women's bodies and feeling entitled to them Mm. it's a really important grounding behavior it's part of primary prevention where you're like okay we have this systemic social issue and we need to address it from when kids are really really tiny and this is a really important mechanism and it's also really interesting that a you know a right wing news website um news.com.au is you know is up against it because you know this is something about dismantling things that oppress women ultimately and they don't like it no they don't exactly and so it's a woman it's not a dad suggesting this it's a woman suggesting please can you ask my three-year-old who has all like has a number like enough language to express some of her feelings and if they are please i don't want to cuddle right now like how dare Mm. she how dare yeah, she? Yeah, and it's a really troubling actually to reflect on it that that particularly older men are getting so angry about this. They're like, actually, I am entitled to that little tiny girl's body, and it doesn't matter if she doesn't want to because what I want is more important. Mm. Like, what an awful demonstration! Yeah, and no one's suggesting. Well, no one's suggesting that there's any kind of like creepy, insidious um, desire to this little girl's body. Like, no one is saying, "Oh, grandparents are creepy," or um, that obviously they want to touch her for weird reasons. So just. Gra- some grandparents are creepy. Yeah, yeah, just they are. Put it out there. Yeah, that is true, but it is. But that, this mass, is not the narrative. Right. It's not. This is not. This is not what the, like she's up against. Like what you said, it's not. It's not about. It's like, oh well, we're just going to assume everyone has really creepy intentions. Um, mm. It's not. It's about like what. Like my body is not. Uh, it's not just yours to get a cuddle out of. Like you have to ask yeah. me, and I. And also, how how embarrassing to be annoyed. Um, that that's part of some, you know, that's part someone's, of the relationship. education. Yeah. And like, I, you know, I, I, I broadly, I broadly agree with what you just said, that, that most people, you know, aren't, you know, aren't dangerous, but some people are. And I don't, I think, you know, in, in age appropriate ways, you do have to introduce that idea to children. Yeah. Because some people are dangerous. Mm. And like, I think about that, that, that bloke whose lap I've sat on and then, you know, no. other kind of things that have happened in our house, in our house, not like in our lives that we've talked about on the podcast. Um, and, you know, maybe if, if earlier on we had more language and more understanding of like what was and wasn't okay, some of those things wouldn't have happened because we'd, we'd get it, right? We'd get that our body was ours. Yeah. So like massive round of applause to this mum. You're doing something really brave and really hard and really sorry that people are being such dicks about Yeah, it. and they will be. They will be. And if They're you – uh, Yeah, for, for those who are listening, why don't you just like when before giving a kid a cuddle even though kids are so squishy and lovely and I am definitely guilty of just like of cuddling a kid without asking them but maybe we should just start that can I give you a cuddle can I let's ask do you want to hold my hand yeah yeah I think that's really really important I'm gonna I'm I I try to do it with with Stevie but I often don't with Frida because who knows like who well she's in jail touch Frida at all she's in jail it's really hard for you to give her a cuddle anyway (laughs) but I'm gonna start asking I think this is a really good thing that we can all try Sheila's yeah yeah and also just I think it'll be interesting to see the kids reaction to that like when to see if they are surprised that an adult has asked them do you can I can I give you a 
can I give you a cuddle? Can I hold your hand? Can I give you a high five? Can I whatever? Oh, and also to see if the kid says no, what's your feeling about that? Do you, are you insulted? Yeah. And if you are, you fucking idiot, <laughs> you loser, you bloody potato. Get a lot about you. Exactly. <laughs> you need to hug yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you might live to regret everything. Speaking of regrets. Everything. Speaking Babe, of regrets, it is, it is. Thank you. It is. We are talking about regrets today, and this is a bit. This is silly. We are not going to be touching upon like super personal, super no. like raw bits of my life because it has been enough. It's been too much serious we did stuff. Many of those. We've all been many. in our hearts and minds. We're getting out of our hearts and minds and into our. Um, I did not think that through. What yeah. did we get into? Uh, oh, um, God. Exactly. Yes, it's very good. Mm. My brain's way better than yours. So Tell me a regret. Okay. Babe. I'll tell you a regret. So the way that I was thinking about this before we recorded is I was like, okay, so when I think back, you know when you go to bed at night and you're like, okay, and your brain does that horrible thing where it goes to like something that you regret or just a cringy moment of your life. And you go, oh, God, I wish that didn't happen. So there's, everyone's got an enormous fruit salad of those just in the back part of their brain. And I've oh, got... when they pop up at like 2 in the yeah. morning and your brain's like, hey, you know, hey, you can't sleep. Remember that dumb thing you did? Yeah, exactly. And, and everyone's still laughing about you, loser. <laughs> if you didn't do that, imagine how rich you'd be. So I have... Um, <laughs> so I've got one from when I was quite little. And I, I reckon I would have been five or six and I was playing in my like really shitty suburb in Canberra and it was kind of the how dare you talk about parliament house like that (laughs) exactly (laughs) I was playing with ScoMo and there was like a a, my creepy uncle no I was was just playing just in like the streets because we were really like this was the olden days where you just played in the streets and there were like quite a few and lots of people just didn't like lock up their dogs in my suburb so there were just Mm -hmm. like just dogs just wandering around and that was normal I try to think about that ever happening nowadays and if I saw a dog just walking down the street I'd be like I wonder where he works no I'd be like you know you just think (laughs) you just think like this isn't McDonald's (laughs) Uh, I wonder what he regrets no I was I uh, I you know but those days in the 90s you like there would be dogs around and parents wouldn't be looking after their children playing the street and this is a moment like that anyway I was playing on this um I was playing at this path and there was a pole a pole there that would like prevent cyclists from like shooting through the path like it was like this anyway I'm explaining it badly but I was swinging on this pole just by myself biding time waiting for my life to get any better than a five-year-old stars and a little dog came over and just kind of was looking at me and I remember because I was so bored I remember starting to talk to the dog I was like hey I'm Bron and the dog amazingly said nothing and I was like (laughs) So what? then I decided <laughs> that it was rude to me. So I was mm. like, hey, how dare you? Don't say that. Don't do that. You should be better, better mannered. Hey, that's not okay. And I remember getting so worked up and so involved in this imagina- imaginary game that I created with this stupid dog that um, I had not looked around. And then eventually, I reckon after about two minutes of a fight I was having with the dog I looked up and the owner was standing about two meters away (laughs) just like what the fuck is wrong with this kid and the dog she mad (laughs) the 
jumped on the chest, just bewildered. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, excuse me. He just needed me to get out of the way to get through. And I just, I don't think I took a breath for 25 years. Today's the first day I've taken a breath. You've breathed again. It's a Christmas miracle. Let it out, babe. Horrific. But I still think back to that and bits of my body go a bit like, a bit numb like oh god what was i doing <laughs> yeah so that's oh a good regret what about- i've got a similar one oh, about god. being like a stupid kid um when i was a kid i was obsessed with dr carl he's like the science writer he's yeah. kicks around he's really great and he had a um like an article about um super tasters and i think i was about 10 and i i must have had a fundamental misunderstanding of what this article meant because i was like i'm gonna try heaps of things eating things <laughs> so I went through this really brief period. By brief, it would have been a decent couple of months of just like eating stuff, like eating toilet paper and being like, okay, that is is a a flavor and a texture. And like eating two months. Like, yeah, I like bark, leaves, like just trying to like understand if I had any special capabilities with the way that I tasted things. And I was like doing it really quite seriously and scientifically, like, you know, like. Oh my. God. <laughs> it, it got it got quite intense and at one point I was like I need I need to try to see if like cats and dogs foods have different tastes no this is where the story gets fucked up because you didn't have so, a cat or dog we didn't have pets and I was, I was like I need to understand how their tastes work to know if I'm better than dog or a cat you are not <laughs> It gets worse. It gets way worse. So every now and again, I go to the supermarket with my mum. Cool, men caught. It's so easy to find. And it's just off the parkway. <laughs> oh, do you remember that place? Yeah, Meg? you work oh, there. That is it's a place the of hell. Anyway, and mum was like, and I, I, I was like, this is my moment. This is my moment to see what it is. And so I went to the pet food aisle and I broke into a thing of like dog food, like one of those huge, oh. like two liter bags. And I ate some dog food. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Please tell me I, I, someone I saw you. It like, was so vivid and so intense, and I was like, "Huh, this is dogs are way better at tasting than me." And then I stopped eating. But things. what were you? What were you hoping to taste? <laughs> like, why don't this is the thing? It's like, what were you? What were you thinking? Like, um, if I taste the color purple, then I've beaten them. Like, what were you? I don't. I don't know. I was very lonely. Oh my God, you had no mates. Oh, bless your heart, I'm just like, baby I just, I'm amazed because it was so. You know, I'm a ten year old or eleven year old thinking they're really crafty. Like some security guard is watching through. You know, the telly, watching this tiny kid like open up a dog food bag and eat it, and he's like, I ain't touching that. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> Not intervening. This is too weird. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. I've got another one. This one is... Um also on very similar not in a similar one but just as ridiculous I was uh, working in cafes in my early 20s and I was working heaps like you know when you did that in the early 20s where you just worked like yeah, three you jobs could just smash on I remember like working and then going out and partying and having like one hour sleep and then going back to work yeah. and everyone just being like lol lol yeah LOL. fine like, this is great and you could do it and somehow you just did and it was like you dealt with like horrible customers and terrible pay and yeah, rotten and food we just, we just did it. you know like you, the lunch break you'd be like my, my lunch break and they're like great um we've saved you this rotten focaccia and you're like that's absolutely 
absolutely fine. Thanks so Delicious. much. Delicious. <laughs> I will sprinkle it with dog food. It'll be a real <laughs> super taste. I'll super taste the shit out of that rotten focaccia. Uh, well, this I was working in this cafe and I worked a night shift at a restaurant and then I worked. And then in the morning I got up really early and then I remember putting on my jeans before I put on my undies and I was like, fuck. And I didn't have time to take my jeans off and put my undies on. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Who cares? And I was really uncomfortable. I don't know how anyone goes without undies. I was so uncomfortable all day. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, there's bits that I was like, this is in jeans as well. I was like, this is not that comfy. Anyway, as I was carrying out my day, doing what I did, eating the rotten vacations, I bent over and split my pants so badly like from the top of the belt thing all the way down through to the crutch and my entire bum was like flapping in the wind and I was like I have no idea how to do this Uh, how do I fix this Um, and now everyone knows I'm not wearing undies so I had to like wear my apron on backwards and then um, I was like I'm just gonna have to try and make I'm just gonna have to try and make this funny because you know, what do you do? You can't be like, I'm deeply hurt and upset about this. You have to try and be like, ha ha, this hasn't affected me. LOL. <laughs> this always happens. Everything is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, so I just showed a couple of the girls I was working with. I was like, look at this, hilarious. And they both were like, oh my God, Bron, are you not wearing undies? And I was like, fuck. Uh, yes, I am. And then fuck. I pretended I was and they could obviously see there was no one D in sight, but I had gone down. Your was flapping out. <laughs> is one of your bum cheeks dragging on the floor? Yes, it is. Is that a baby? <laughs> but I decided for some stupid reason to pretend that they had accidentally not seen my undies. I was like, you idiots, there's undies there. Goodbye. Good day to you, sir. <laughs> never looked at them ever again oh that reminds me of uh uh something that happened when we were both together and i will never i will never live this town we went to oh, see a wait. concert we went to see Laura yes. <laughs> we went to see laura marling and we were so excited how old were we like 20 i reckon we were 21 yeah tiny babies so little and so excited and we were Tell, you tell the story, Bron. You probably have a better. I will tell my version of the story and then you can tell what actually happened. Okay, so. We were leaving and we were so excited. We were like singing and it was just this really beautiful, joyful moment. And um, this guy was a bit scathing. What did he say to us? So I he, will. I'm going to just interrupt because you're going <laughs> to fuck this up so bad. I'll tell you. <laughs> so we went to this concert and we stood behind a quite a solemn group of people and it was like I said it was Laura Marling one of the most excellent singers ever had heaps of albums but for some reason no one was singing along to her her That's lyrics right. except Claire Marshall was so loudly you would too yeah but you were like so loudly and I was like was okay I? Oh, yeah no. but it was because and good for you like it was a great they're such good songs and concerts are way better when they you sing are. along and pretend you're the singer and so I and the movies also yeah but I just go you, to the movies and sing, sing and sing, <laughs> or, or just predict they're what they're going to say next. People love that, and, they do. And I was, um, and I hadn't had as many drinks as you, and I don't know why. I'm just, it's just, it's just this. I'm coming off very well in this yeah. story. Well, you this drunk lady was, was drunk. singing. You were singing so loudly, and the people in front of us were really 
getting really annoyed so they I kept turning around photo of me drunk and singing like eating dog food out of like you know those popcorn things yeah. <laughs> popcorn oh, this is a great movie <laughs> i love you laura middling and then we and so you were singing really loudly and these people in front of us were getting really quite annoyed because they came to see laura see laura marling not no, they you. came to see me that is where you're wrong <laughs> and then we were leaving the venue because i was like fuck let's get away from those people because they seem annoyed as we were leaving the venue somehow the people who were in front of us for the whole gig happened to be in front of us as we were leaving and because it it. it was so it was so congested it was really packed it took forever to get out so it was like yeah everyone's moving at a snail's pace everyone's like kind of bumping into each other um and you were speaking really loudly about because you hadn't clocked this guy's frustration with us but i had so i was trying really hard to either get away from him or to be silent completely oblivious and you were like that was the best that was literally the best concert i loved it and i was like yeah it was really good okay 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 shut up and you were yelling so loud at the Please back of this man's head and this man just kind of turned around and gave you the worst look and you were like and he just turned back around and I was like oh god and he, you said what's his problem and I was like um I think he's annoyed about how loud you are and you were like who does he think he is Charles Dickens and you yelled it so loud at the back of his head and made all sense and it was the best and you were so satisfied with it you looked like you'd just eaten a whole bag of dog food and you kind of just like smiled you're like good fixed it i was like you've ruined that man's entire night oh my god i'm so embarrassed it was the best it's the best i can't believe that's never come up as a fun fact i really enjoyed that night it should have been. I just, I don't know how you can synthesize it into a minute, though. You need the context. You need you the know. journey. Charles also, Dickens babe, we've got to close it off. Tattoos. So the other mm. day I sent you a very good idea. It was. Um, it was <laughs> yeah. perfect. I, I, can't, I still think this is really funny and I want to hear from you. If you think this is a good idea, I'll get it. I don't need much prompting to do much, really. Mm. <laughs> just, None. just one person's mild interest or enthusiasm. I'm like, it's happening. <laughs> I've done it. I thought, <laughs> I thought it would be so funny to get a tattoo that said no regrets, but regrets spelled R-E-G-R-A-T-S. Mm. And the more I think about it, the funnier it is, and the better it is, and the more I want to do it. You should do it. And you said, don't do it. <laughs> because if anyone else said this to me, I'd be like, okay, you know what? You've probably thought about this for longer than 20 seconds. But Claire, your body is covered in tattoos. And not, it is. But like mostly tattoos that have been mostly removed. Yes, starting with, um, I showed up when I was 16 to our high school with an elephant on my lower back because I lied at a bikey bikey tattoo parlor that I was like 20. Um, So that was a good start. But it wasn't even, it wasn't a tramp stamp. It was in the middle of your spine. Why am I so dumb? Why have you never stopped me once? I have, because you never even talk about it. Like you just turn (laughs) up. I'm like, you know, like we'll meet, I'll see you at morning tea. I'll be like, cool. How's, um enjoy your scone i'm just going to the toilet and i'll go to the toilet and i'll come back and you'll be like i just got a tattoo no regrets (laughs) i just got a tattoo i can't believe it it's such a good idea and i'm like how did you i didn't even i didn't even oh like i'll meet up with you at lunch once i met up with you at lunchtime and you got wally's initials tattooed on your hand on your wedding finger and i was like sensible yeah i was like didn't i just see you this morning how did this not come up and you're like oh it's just walking past i thought that's crazy let's do it and now you're divorced. So I don't know, Claire. 
I oh think good. I've got a couple that are quite cute. Like I love the one on my inner arm, which yeah. is like a space one. That one's really good. And I love, love, love. My favorite one is I got um, Stevie and Frida's names on the inside of my fingers. It's quite discreet um, yeah. in Stevie's handwriting. And I love that one. Every time I look at it, it's very cute. I smile. But all the other ones that I have had um, lace it off or remain on my body not so much what about so much. one so of what your what I'm getting from this is that most of my decisions are good one and I should have no regrets yeah no regrets <laughs> especially the one with like one of your ex-fiance's name enormously <laughs> like, written on your wrist that is I draw the line look I, I actually will draw the line at current husbands future husbands future boyfriends I'm so sorry but there will be no more names no more. on my body you've only done it twice children. you've done it twice and never again oh my gosh and you've got some babe do you regret them I've got I've got one tattoo I regret it heaps it says Unavita, which means one life in Latin because I'm a Latino lady <laughs> <laughs> I'm J-Lo and I only have one life <laughs> <laughs> I was very, very, I was off my head when I decided to get it. And I was 20 and I was like, this is a great idea. I'm only going to live in the moment. And then I got the tattoo and I was like, uh, I think I liked it for maybe 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh gosh, I regret this so much. I regret this. But I don't regret it enough. I thought you had two. Don't you have one on your other wrist? No. I'm not a, I'm not a whore. Whoa. I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't give a shit about tattoos. Oh I actually really God. love tattoos um, uh, when they're nice. But yeah, yeah, I love I love them. I think they're a really beautiful expression of identity, yeah. especially when they say Rob. <laughs> that is the most that beautiful poetic gone. name. Thank it God. is so nice. No regrets. So if you think I should get this tattoo... I will get it. <laughs> My God. But look, you've had worse ones. I regret it at all. You've had worse ones. And also, it's such a lie. You regret everything. <laughs> well, actually, I was reflecting on this. There's, and, and this is a really lovely kind of closing off to the podcast, which means after this, you can't say a word. Um <laughs> Is that I was looking back at my life and I've made so many silly choices. Like, but I, you know, I'm really happy with where I am, like broadly. That's good. And I don't, I don't actually, I genuinely don't have that many regrets. Yeah. I think the funny regrets are the best. The serious regrets, who cares? Like you learn from those, but the funny regrets, I think we learn nothing from them. Because no, I still talk to dogs in the street. I still am picking fights with canines everywhere I go. And, and I'm still in <laughs> So no regrets there. No regrets. <laughs> oh, this has been a lovely one, it mate. Has been. So much fun doing this. That's why we keep doing yeah. it. If you like it, please subscribe. Share it with your mates. Yeah. As Bron has requested repeatedly, send her money. Send me some money. Tell me to get tattoos. We don't have many, many, many requests, but there are many, many good ones. But we have many regrets. All right. Many regrets and regrets. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Bye. We love you guys. Bye.